next reading is from Psalm 37, verses 1 to 9. Do not fret because of those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous rewards shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways and when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Sends the reading. Well, hello again, and thanks again for having us with you, and um, hello to those joining us on the live stream. Uh, it really is a delight to be with you today. Uh, obviously not the plan that we had for this, this year, um, but the opportunity to be here and to open God's Word, it, it, it's really meaningful for us, and so we're really thankful for that. Although when Rick asked me to come along and preach, um, I had a bit of a problem. All right? Usually when missionaries come back from overseas, they come back with stories of adventures and cross-cultural mishaps and you know, all sorts of stuff. Since seeing you last, the main thing we've been doing instead is waiting. <laughs> waiting to get overseas, waiting for home learning to finish. Oh, good Lord, I hope it's finished. But then it dawned on me, why not talk about that? Because it's not just us who've been waiting these last couple of years. All of us have been waiting, waiting for COVID to end. In your case, in some instances with a lot of pain, I'm sure, waiting for the threat of floods to finally subside. Uh, recently, there's been a lot of waiting. And for many of us, I think, that's come as a bit of a shock we're not used to waiting anymore. We live in a frantic world, an on-demand world. And so when life forces us to stop and wait, uh, many of us struggle. Well, today I'm going to say something that might come as a little bit of a surprise. God actually wants us to wait. In fact, waiting is like a central theme in the Bible. It's a central theme in the Christian life. But here's the point for today. God wants to transform how we wait. So that whatever comes our way, we can wait it out with hope, joy and peace. My prayer today for all of us is exactly that. That God would change us, transform the way we wait, so that whatever happens will wait well. That's really the big idea today. Wait well. It's the theme of our passage, Psalm 37, and it's the command of verse 7. 
Have a look there in your Bibles. Be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for Him. Be still. Wait patiently. There's not a lot of being still and waiting patiently in our frantic world, I think. So how do we do it? How do we wait for the Lord? Well, I've got two don'ts and one do that come from the passage. Two don'ts, how you don't wait well, and one do, how you do wait well. We're just going to look at them. So firstly, a don't from verse 7. How do we wait well? Well, we don't fret. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. In other words, the opposite of waiting well is fretting. I remember when we found out uh, that our move overseas was going to be delayed. I remember my mind went into overdrive. All right? I had all these thoughts. Our kids are going to be too old. All right? Our mission partners who are overseas waiting for us, they're going to get tired of waiting. They're going to move on. We're not going to be wanted. Now, none of it was rational. Okay? It was panicked. It was fret. The example given in our passage, Psalm 37, it's even more extreme than that. The psalmist says, don't fret when the wicked succeed. And that's a bit of a theme, actually, in the whole psalm. It's there in verse 1, but it's also in verse 21, 32, 35. Don't fret when the wicked succeed, even at the expense of the righteous. Don't fret when people get ahead by using evil. Now, I don't know about you, but I really struggle with that. I hate the thought of being taken advantage of. I really do. It makes me angry. Acting on that anger in that kind of situation is the opposite to waiting well. That's what verse 8 says. Refrain from anger, turn away from wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. The psalmist is connecting these two ideas. Fretting and anger, they go hand in hand. Now, it's not to say that God's against anger, that all anger is wrong. Jesus, just think of him, he gets angry at the money changes in the temple, turns over tables, drives them out with whips. But notice how Jesus only ever gets angry when injustice happens to others. But when injustice happens to him, when he's arrested on trumped-up charges, when he's spat on, mocked and crucified, he doesn't retaliate. That's because Jesus' anger, unlike ours so often, always only serves God's purposes. God's purposes are Jesus' focus and source of power. But anger from fretting, as verse 8 says, that's got a power all of its own. It leads only to evil. That's why I think most sin happens when we fret rather than wait. What I mean is that I think a lot of sin happens when we get scared won't, God won't give us what we want. Rather than waiting, we take matters into our own hands. We take our own revenge when we should wait on the Lord's. We give up on people, all right? Write them off. When we could wait for God's change in their hearts. 
Now, again, I'm, I'm not saying God wants us to put up with every and any situation. But I am saying he wants to get us out of this anger, fret response. It's got a power all of its own. I think we get that, right? Somebody does something wrong, makes you angry. Retaliating in kind only makes it worse. That fret, anger response, it's got a power all of its own and it messes up our lives. So I think as a point of application for today, firstly, it's just worth noticing where that stuff, where that anger, where that fret is going on regularly in your lives. Maybe it's the little things, right? Like when people are late (laughs) or when they don't return your calls or when someone doesn't pay you back money again. Now, all these things are not excusable, but I think the intensity of our reaction to these things, the anger, the fret stuff that's going on inside us, it's a real window into our heart. Waiting well, being still, living patiently, our heart needs to be in it. So it's worth noticing when it's not. That's the first don't. Waiting well means don't fret. The second don't in our passage is there in verse 1. Waiting well means don't envy. Have a look, verse 1. Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. Envy in people who do wrong is another barrier to waiting well. How do we overcome it? What the psalmist says, consider where the way of that way of living leads. Verse 2, do not envy the wicked, for like grass they will soon wither, like green plants they will soon die away. Now, the thought of anyone withering, is, it's, it's always awful, right? God's not trying to tell us to be happy about that. It's God's desire instead that all be saved, 1 Timothy 2.4 tells us. But the reality is that anything that takes us away from Jesus, it has a direction. It has an end point, and it's not good. It'll wither. And God wants to save us from that. So this week, when we feel that fret anger response, it's worth asking ourselves, you know, what is it that we're angry about? What is it that we're fretting over here? What path are we envying? Where does it lead? It might actually be that today you need to start travelling on Jesus' path for the first time. You know, without him, there is an eternal destination that is destruction. You couldn't make a better decision than trusting Jesus and being saved from that. Or it might just be that you need God's help to refocus. That non-Jesus path that you're envying in those little moments of your life. They wither. They will wither. That's the second don't. Waiting well means don't envy. Don't envy that non-Jesus path. But the final point, the third point, is something to do. Waiting well means do delight in God. Have a look at verse 4. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Fret, anger, envy, 
All of it is about not getting what we want. Frustrated plans, injustice, whatever it is, we fret when we don't get what we want. But that doesn't mean God doesn't want us to want. (laughs) Doesn't mean he wants us to want things less. It just means that we should want God more. Uh, Recently, I've learned to ride a motorbike. I've actually had to learn to ride a motorbike. CMS, our sending organisation, requires me to learn to ride a motorbike uh, because otherwise I won't be able to get insurance to ride one over where we're living and everyone rides one over there. Uh, As it turns out, I didn't need a whole lot of convincing, right? I I really like it. (laughs) I've taken a delight in motorbikes. It turns out it's really, really fun. And it's changed my desires. I now look at motorbike videos, all right? I want to buy motorbike stuff. It's, it's not rocket science, is it? Like delight and desires, they go hand in hand. And our desires change the more we delight in things or the new things that we delight in. Now, I'm sure to get bored of motorbikes, all right? I'm sure to get bored of motorbikes. I already want one with more power. But we'll never get bored of God. He's like a well that you cannot get to the bottom of. What verse 4 is saying, what verse, is, what verse 4 is promising is that you take delight in Him and you'll get more of Him, more of His joy, more of His hope, more of His power, more of His peace, whatever comes our way. What that means is, what it all amounts to, I think, is that we don't just wait for God in our struggles, right? That's not just the command here. We wait with him. For the psalmist, that was connected in verse 3 to dwelling in the land. The land was Israel's inheritance, but our inheritance is heaven. Waiting well means dwelling in the security of that inheritance, We fret when we feel insecure. Insecure about money, about our relationships, about our future. God doesn't want that for us. He wants us to dwell in the security of our promised inheritance. The promise of an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you, 1 Peter 1.4 tells us. Delight in God, in other words, today, by Dwelling in the security of his promises. But of course, we can also delight in the thought of those promises coming true in us. That's what I think verse 6 is all about. Trust in God and he will do this. He will make your righteousness, he will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. I don't know if you know the feeling of being found out. You know that feeling? You, you, you suddenly found out. You thought you were going to get away with something. You found out. Um, I remember a time I was a teenager. Um, I'd just come home from a long day at the beach. I was hot. I was tired. I was really, really hungry. Uh, there in the kitchen, as if from the Lord himself, was a fresh batch, huge mound of homemade sausage rolls. My mum had made them, handcrafted them for my sister's 21st birthday party that night. And I knew they were off limits, right? But the mound was so high, I thought, 
Just take a few. She'll be right. She won't notice. I lost count after about 20. And that's about the time when mum walked in, all right? She was pretty, she was pretty angry. <laughs> and I was pretty upset at being found out. Being found out, it's not a good feeling. It's a trivial example that I've given. Um, but being found out for something big, right? For something deep, being exposed over some deep ugliness that's inside of you, that, that can be devastating, absolutely devastating. And sadly, often, when our deep stuff is exposed, maybe in the heat of an argument, right, we say something which betrays a hostility or a bitterness that we were trying to keep hidden for so long, it's ugly. We're ashamed. That's why I think there's whole industries nowadays about covering up. Social media is full of people trying to project an image of themselves which covers up the ugliness inside, I think. This verse says, One day Jesus' righteousness will be ours. There'll be nothing to cover up, no fear of being found out. His righteousness will be our reward. And it will shine like the dawn. Waiting well means looking forward to that day, delighting in that promise. But it's not to say we just do nothing in the meantime. Waiting well is active. Verse 3, we do good while we wait. Now, heaven is not just something that's going to suddenly pop in out of, ex- out of nowhere then. We, the church, are the first fruits of its beginning now. We wait with Christ now as he does his work in us. So waiting well, it means one, don't fret. Two, don't envy. Three, do delight. When we do that, we don't just wait for God, we wait with God. God wants us to wait well. But to come back to where we started, it's not always easy to do that, right? Especially in our frantic, on-demand world. And so I just want to finish with three quick tips to help us do that this week. My first tip is just to rediscover the joy of waiting in your everyday life. In preparation for this sermon, I gave myself a bit of a challenge. About a week ago, I was out to lunch with a friend. At one point, they got up to go to the bathroom and I was left alone. And my, like, it was automatic reaction was to pull out my phone and start noodling around on something I didn't really care about. So instead of that, I thought, uh, why not just have a go at waiting? It'll give me something to say in my sermon after all. See what it's like. So I sat there and it was very weird. I've got to say, I felt like I was completely doing a weird thing. All right? The waiter kept looking around thinking I was wanting to get their attention. Uh, it felt weird at first, but after a while I just I settled in. I started appreciating things that I wouldn't have otherwise. When my friend came back, I was much more attentive to them. I was more present, less frantic. And I remember it giving me at least one or maybe two things to specifically thank God for. 
a chance to wait with him in my day-to-day is what I'm suggesting you look for. Uh, to wait with him, yeah. So that's first tip. Rediscover the joy of waiting this week. Second tip, pray a prayer that requires waiting. So in other words, what I'm saying here is pray really specifically. Often I think we pray general prayers. Please help me be a better dad, God. There's nothing wrong with those prayers. They're just easy to forget. Praying specifically is a lot harder to forget. And it helps us notice what God's up to in our life and wait for an answer. Help me be a better dad could be give me energy to play a game with my son when I get back from work. It's a prayer that inspires us to wait for an answer. But also it's a prayer that inspires us to wait more with God in our day to day, which I think is what the psalmist is calling us into here. We could say thanks for an answer or ask why when it's not answered the way we wanted to. That's the second tip. Pray a prayer that needs waiting. Third tip, find a way to delight in the Lord. It might be an old way. It might be a new way. Delight isn't something we just do by thinking. I delight in my motorbike by riding it. So how might you delight in the Lord this week? I think music is great. We're so blessed in spite of the restrictions in people getting here to have two wonderful musicians to lead us. Music is something you do with your whole body. You don't just do it with your mind. It might be praying as you go for a walk in nature. It might be reading a psalm, this psalm, with a friend over coffee. Whatever it is, try and find something to use to help you delight in the Lord. Delight in His promises. Delight in His presence this week. The more we delight, the more we desire, the more we get. And the more delight in the Lord, the less fret about the things of this world. My prayer today is that we'll wait well so that we won't fret or envy, but delight in the security of God's promises, of God's presence. Let's pray that that would be true of us more and more. Our loving Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the way that your Son has freed us from the franticness of trying to justify our own existence, of trying to live a life of meaning without you. We thank you, Father, that in Jesus we have all we need. We pray, Father, that more and more and more we would delight in him, in his promise, in his power, in his security, in his glory, in his presence, so that we wouldn't fret, but that we would wait for his coming well. In his name. Amen.